Welcome back to Nat 97. Quick story time. Back in 2017, we played a song called All Right With You on Not 97, featuring a raw, striking, unforgettable vocal performance. That voice was C.S. Armstrong, a Houston-born blues man. Brought up in the deep tradition of gospel and soul, over the last few years, Armstrong has made his mark on the music industry, co-signed by the likes of Dr. Dre, Lena Waithe, Black Thought, and more, with placements in major motion pictures from Judas and the Black Messiah to Proud Mary. It's been a long time coming for us to sit down with CS on the heels of his latest Come As You Are. We talked through his relationship with music from an early age, finding his voice as CS Armstrong, trusting the journey to bring you to the right people at the right time, and what the blues means to him. Plus, a live in-studio performance of Never Leave God Behind, live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. C.S. Armstrong. What's happening, man? It's been a long time that I've been waiting to say welcome to Not 97. Man, I've been waiting to hear that, man. I'm happy (laughs) to be here, man. I'm honored, man. Thank you, for real. Um, I had to look back earlier today. It was 27, it was December 2017. Mm. 2017? This is our our second season. Wow. And now we're about to do season 10. So it was our second season. Wow. Early. And Rashad played a song that was called All Right With You. Oh, from Spooky Love. That Shout out to Taz Arnold and Trent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That he found on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it started. I got to thank Rashad, <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man, and honestly, like, at that time, you know, we were we were hitting up artists, letting people know we were playing their stuff, sending them the episodes, and you were one of the, not necessarily the first person, but you were one of the most, like, appreciative and, like, were super psyched. Yeah. Which, like, just, that, like, that energy made us feel like we were doing something important to artists and then you know fast forward a few months later we did like you would drop that ep of covers covers ep yep i remember that and Mm. then we did a whole episode that just went through all the covers that was crazy (laughs) that was crazy yeah we was on super fan time i remember that not even fan man just supporting man because for me with my sound and music man it's kind of not difficult but it's not the easiest to find you know, the, my lane of support, you know? So to find that love and support, man, I don't look at it as fan. I look at it like, man, we in this shit together. Y'all trying to grow y'all shit. I'm trying to grow mine at the same time. So, yeah, let's support each other, man. Yeah, especially especially when it's dope. You know, I, when I'm not here and I'm just watching what y'all do on y'all own, I'm a fan of it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, a dual support system here. Man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I, you know, looking back, I think that was, like, a special time. And I know, like, for you and your career, that was kind of like, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, that was kind of like the start of C.S. Armstrong, like, in terms of, like, this iteration of your career. Mm. What what time period are you saying? It's 2017? Like ago, yeah. Nah, I won't say the start, but I think the start was, like, 2014. Mm. That was the start. My great-grandmother passed. 
in 2014, and I started going by my my government name. Yeah. So when I was here in New York, I used to go by Rocky Evans. And yeah, again, when my grandma passed in 2014, that's when all that changed. I, I really stopped caring about what anybody thought about about who I was and yeah, started going by my, my birth name. Yeah. You know, you've been in this for over 10 years. Yeah. And, and like almost been through like different eras, mm-hmm. you know, live almost lived through lifetimes with this shit. Yeah. Looking back on those 10 years, like what, what kind of stands out to you and, and how do you like think about, you know, you just dropped come as you are. How do you, how do you kind of think about this moment and contextualize this moment in, in kind of the story of your career? Right. As far as a standout, man, I, I'm appreciative of it all, man. I feel like everybody I meet it isn't on accident, it's on purpose. And, you know, I'm appreciative of the people I talk to on the bus, the people I talk to walking by on the streets, to talking to Dr. Dre, man. So I, all of it really feed into, you know, the ultimate destiny, you know what I'm saying? So I can't, I don't, I don't want to say any standouts because God been too good, good to me in every aspect. So I'm appreciative of it all, man. I guess, you know, thinking about, you've been very consistent over the last, like, few years. Mm. I think you dropped, like, four projects last year. Yeah. And just dropped Come As You Are. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of looking at what this moment kind of means in your career and, like, contextualizing where we are right now. Yeah. I think I used to think like that, but now... Now I just look at everything like everything is a stepping stone to the next moment. So while I do, it's almost like winning a championship, you know. While I'm I'm happy to look at this ring, I'm happy to look at this trophy, I want to get like 30 more. So now I'm just in the gym, just getting my voice right, getting my pen right better, you know, collaborating with, with people that's better than me. Mm-hmm. And and just sharpening, you know, moving forward. So I think I think I'm I'm just excited about what's what's happening moving forward. You know, come as you are was a great piece, and it is a great piece. And it's gonna the Damascus LP, the making of me. You know, uh, let the people decide. All these are pieces that that are gonna live forever, and they're gonna in their own right. I'm still I'm still shooting videos for them and everything. But uh, you know, what's to come is about to be crazy too. So yeah, yeah I'm excited, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what I feel like after, you know, being tapped in with you for, like, six years, I feel like in the last two, that's that's what it feels like where you are in the gym, where you've, like, right. come into your own, yeah. know what the sound is, know what the, what the feel is. Yeah, and I think before, I'm sorry to cut you off, I think before I used to ask people what that was. You know what I'm saying? What you think about this? How you feel mm-hmm. about this? And now it's like, I don't even like for people to do that with me. My, I got my cousin here, and when he first started with uh, video stuff, he'd be like, what you what you think about it? It's like, hey, what you, what you think about it? You know, what's, how you feel about it? Do you love it? Do you, you know? And I feel like that kind of empowerment and certainty should be within all the communities, man. I'm, I'm tired of people giving advice. You don't know me. You don't know me enough to tell me what you think is good for me. You may got a hunch or a hint or something, but you don't know what I've been through, you know, or to get here and what I had to fight through to get here. 
So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I try to now just be certain in all my moves, man. And even if it's a mistake, it's a bad move. I'm, I'm going to learn f from it and flip it and make it something great, man. So, yeah, man, I, mean, I that's what that is, man, me stopping seeking out, outward validation, man. That, when I was in New York, everywhere that I, that I was going, it was like, hey, what you think it is? How you feel about this? And when I moved to L.A., it gave me the space to really, you know, come into myself, come into my own. And like you said, within the past two years, it's like, can I curse? Yeah. It's like, fuck it, man. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. My name is Chauncey Sherrod Armstrong. I'm a blues man that loved gospel music. I didn't grow up listening to hip hop. I, I, I lived all over the world. That's who the fuck C.S. Armstrong is, period. And yeah. who, whoever don't like it, it's okay. You ain't got to listen to it. It's okay. But whoever do listen to it, hey, man, let's vibe, man. Let's be it. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. That's that's what a, a true artist, I feel like, is. It's like a, a statement. You feel, sure. I feel like every artist, I mean, you know, at least that's what it's supposed to be. In the gallery, it is an artist statement that goes behind every piece. It's just basically proclaiming, this is what I do. Yeah. And I feel like music is not always put in that same space as mm -hmm. uh, fine art, but it really it, it is. Really is. Yeah. And I think just more musical artists just have to do the same thing, which is like live on an artist statement and just and just go with that and create yeah. off of that feeling. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, I also, you know, one of the things that, and honestly from the jump, like one of the things that I appreciated about you and your sound is that like what you just said, like you, you, you're a blues man. I know you have that tatted across your back. Mm -hmm. And I think blue, like, I know you come from the South. Blues, obviously, has a very strong tradition. Mm -hmm. um, I think not many artists would, like, at least modern artists, would be comfortable necessarily categorizing themselves as blues because then they're right. like, oh, what kind of questions am I opening myself up to? People are going to always ask you about where you fit. Right. Right? Like, that's kind of, are you R&B? Like, that's yeah. where you're like, R&B, yeah. soul, where yeah. is it? Yeah. And you're like, it's blues. You're hitting the nail on the head, man, for sure. Yeah, like, what, I guess just kind of, like, is that, is that what that moment where you're talking about, where you're like, I don't need a fit, like, blues is where I feel? I think, I think a lot of people mis misconstrue my personal definition of a blues man. Yeah. For me, I think, you know, it popularized culture, blues is 12-bar blues, you know, a boom, 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 boom. Right. A hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love that. But for me... The blues is just my life, man. It, that's that's it. That's what I call my my personal story is the blues. That's it. So I, I ain't discovered the blues through John Lee Hooker or Lightning Hopkins. I discovered the blues in church, man. And 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 Sister Brun's, Brunswick's B3 Hammond organ. That's why I discovered the blues. And when I looked at Reverend C.D. Daniels, when he put his hand behind his ear and he when he breathed before he talked, that's where I learned that's the blues to me. So I think people take it very literal, and maybe because I got muddy waters on my neck too, but people take it very literal, like oh he blues. But you know I don't, I honestly don't care what you call me, man. You can call me rock, blues, rap, hip hop. I don't care, man. Just I, I don't care, you know, because I, I you know I just I call it blues because that's what I relate to the most. That's what I feel like gospel 
is my translation of my translation of the gospel is blues. So that's it. Yeah. I think that's also like, you know, I, I mean we talk about hip hop artists that come from the South, whether it's Texas or Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. And I think like that's something that kind of like being being a blues artist or like just kind of like bringing that embracing that lineage i think kind of like you you know you've lived in new york you've lived in la but it kind of like keeps that southern energy alive yeah for sure and, and i know that that like it's like it's like you were saying it's just not really popular i feel like it's in a lot of people music but they just don't don't know it they yeah they don't like yeah. people joke about like broad wave or something like that mm -hmm. People say he should be a blues artist because really he's yeah. singing and it's about his life. And his and life and shit. And everybody should be saying he's sad. So that's a like, good, that's a, another good segue, yeah. bro. I feel like, I feel like Future is a, is an extension of the blues, man. And probably, that's what I'm saying to a blues purist, they be like, what you talking about? You speak my language. Yeah. Man, no, I'm a, I'm a, you know, yeah. so I mean, I, I personally, I, 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 when I listen to James Brown, when I listen to Future, it's the same thing, man. I just think Future took a lot of the pockets that James Brown was in and made it to current times, man. That's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's deep music theory. You, you know what I'm saying? People won't won't understand it. And, it's, so, and, like, it, and it's okay. Because, listen, I didn't argue with... My manager is Dante Ross. Yeah. And he's like the hip-hop oh my almanac. Like, he know everything. So I didn't argue. I told him that. I say Future is an extension of Muddy what. What? What are you? What are you? What are you? It's, hey, it's a, it's a deep family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta, you just gotta listen to it, man. Like and really close your eyes, and you'll be like, oh man. If you if you put Clyde Stubblefield on the future song, maybe you'll understand it more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's all. I, I mean, that's validate <laughs> what I say about future all the time. I tell future is he's a different type of guy. Like mm -hmm. it's it just get misconstrued sometimes but that's a lot of southern artists like we saying they just don't and an, another cool thing yeah another thing that people trip on with future and they forget is that when outcast was blowing up future was getting coffee for andre 3000 and big boy because that's rico way's cousin so i mean for me if you coming up around outcast in the dungeon family during that time Hey man, come on man. How you gonna say how you how you gonna take anything from future, man? You can't, bro. My man came up under Andre 3000, dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's on. anointed. He's like, yeah. yeah. Like you good, they, they dog. Named, they literally named him Future because of you. <laughs> nah, hey man, he, like, he the good. The family literally named him that because yeah. of the style of, of music that he made and, and his time with Stacey. He's certified, man. He's he really literally anointed. Yeah, uh, man. Rap legends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a future tangent. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Respect, man. <laughs> Honestly, like the what I was like kind of going at was like kind of embracing the the sound of the South, and I think that that's, like, that's exactly, that's ultimately what you're saying about Future 2 is that, like, the lineage goes up the trap, and it's, like, you could track that tradition all the way down yeah, in just different forms. And I think that's, that's as a result, why so many hip-hop artists like me. Yeah. ASAP Ferg is a good friend of mine. And obviously, aside from the personal stuff, because I love him as a brother, but I think when he hears my music, he hears, you know, the foundation of the stuff that he doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I, I just think it, it need to be taught. 
you know, it need people need to know what they're doing, and they don't know it, and that's all right, man. I'm I'm here to educate you. you know? Yeah. I know, you know, you you mentioned gospel as well, and I know even like last night on stage, you spoke about like coming up in the church and coming up on gospel, and even like you know, I feel like a lot of those when you just kind of started riffing off a song or bringing the homies up to just riff off a song, like yeah. that felt very much like, I mean, you said it's like being in church and just letting people kind of sing. Yeah. I guess like you also kind of mentioned like you don't even like being on stage. You want to be on the same level as everybody. What What do you think like looking back on your upbringing in the church, like what, what how does that like kind of, how, do, how does that live in your music still? And kind of how do you, I guess, almost like push against that? How do, Number one, how does it live in my music still? For me, you know, a lot of people say they was brought up in a church, but I used to preach. So I, I, I confessed my calling to be a minister when I was 10 years old. Wow. And I started preaching all across the South from 10 to age 15. So my experience from the church is totally different from everybody else's experience because n nobody had to study to show yourself approved of the Word of God, that's Second Timothy. Nobody, nobody had to really put in the work that I did as a kid. To my, my grandmother was very hard on me in my studies as a preacher. So my perspective on that is, you know, it ain't in me, it's on me. So it ain't on me, it's in me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what they that's what they say. It ain't on me, it's in me, and that's one hundred percent what that is. Like I don't have to try to be spiritual. Yeah. You know, I think that when you listen to my music, the spirit is just there. Y'all y'all mentioned anointing. Been through too much, man. That's what it is, man. That yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And and to go against it. Yeah, again, I, I've been through a lot in the church, man. I saw a lot of negative things as well in the church, and that's my going against it because I believe I got my own thoughts and, you know, everything that I want to be as, as a man, you know, and I don't have anybody telling me how to be a man, you know, outside of God, you know, me praying to God every day, give me direction and lead me in clarity and show me how to be a man. I'm not asking another man to do that. So that's the only reason I'm pushing away. But I never push away from the anointing that God has instilled in me. And that's what people hear in the music. Yeah. Facts. You know, I know, like, your family is an extension of that kind of faith. Mm -hmm. And even when we first when we first spoke and did, like, that interview we did for the Not Zine yeah. was, like, right around when you first had your, your first son. First son, yeah. And talked about kind of what it meant to, to, to be a father mm -hmm. and what it meant for you to, like, grow your family. You know, you pulled up with both your sons now. Yeah. Running around New York with them. Yeah. How do you look at, you know, now that they're, like, getting older, how do you look at kind of, like, passing, I guess, both that spiritual lineage down, but also kind of the musical lineage? So the, 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 the musical lineage is, again... I don't think they gonna have a problem with that. It ain't on them. It's, that's in their blood. So that, I ain't gotta worry about that. But that other one you said, the spiritual one, that's tough because again, I saw a lot of negative things in the church. So it just puts me in a space of like, how do I want to teach my children, you know, about God? You know what I'm saying? I don't and I don't have that answer. You know, I'm I'm kind of praying and asking God to give me knowledge and, and, and direction and, and what where to go, you know. Maybe find a... Ch I don't know. I don't, I don't know that. I'm still learning that. But um, 
you know, I'm taking it one day at a time. My oldest is six now. He's about to be seven. So he's starting to understand a little bit more and ask questions about about God. So, you know, I think those are, are moments where I can, uh, you know, tell him what I think, you know, and, and give him the option of, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, because I, I don't want him to think what I feel. I want him to have his own opinion. So, yeah, I'm still learning the spirit side. But the music side... I took Mason to the studio with Dre and Jimmy Iovine was there. And it's beautiful to to see Mason not know who anybody <laughs> yeah. is. Cause Mason, he like, he like, what are you doing? Who are you? What's your name? And Jimmy Iovine is like, Mason, you are cool. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, man, Jimmy Iovine's saying, hey, you know, he loved my son. So Man, and and just to see um, almost the gloss, almost like the gloss in his eyes when he in the studio, man. Like, we were laying strings or horns that day with Dre, and I was just watching my son just look at the horn section. He was like, I was like, Mason, he literally was not hearing me. He was glad. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I say it's not not on him, it's in him. So that part... I, I don't think I'm gonna have to direct the God any. You know, I, I think the God in Him is gonna direct Him in the right space, and my other children, in the right space they need to be in, man. So, yeah, I think what's been really cool following your career has been like what you're saying—the kind of seeing the spaces that you've been fortunate enough to be in, you know, and and hearing your story about like when we when we first talked, you kind of talking about when you first met Dr. Dre at the time in your life. And I didn't even know till last night when you talked about Dante Ross, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, what do you feel like you've, like, these spaces or the people that you've been able to talk to, like, how has that shaped you? And kind of, like, what do you hold from that? How does it shape me? What I will say, I just said this recently, man. I think I'm becoming the things I looked up to when I was a kid. Like, everything, though. Like, what I looked to Bilal as other people are looking to me as now. Yeah. And it's very trippy. And it's and it's almost exact like that. And I used to request fast lane on the listen to me, Mac. <laughs> listen to how crazy that I'm saying it. You used to call the radio. I used to call the radio at crazy. 14 years old. Hey, can y'all play Fast Lane? I don't know if y'all know who produced that song. But Dr. Dre produced that song. Yeah. I used to call the radio, can y'all play Fast Lane by Bilal? And now I'm looking at Dr. Dre in the eyes every day. Yeah. <laughs> How has it shaped me? <laughs> Man, I'm a beast in the studio. Yeah. And I don't even mean to be it. Like, I, I can make a song about anything because of, of sp- especially that space with Dre, because that's like boot camp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went through, like, sound boot camp. Not music, sound. Like, I know how to mix. I know how to do drums. Yeah. I know how to produce. I know how to write songs. I know how to fuck with my voice. It was sound boot camp. Yeah, yeah. It is. Because I still send him stuff, and he'd be like, nah, that's terrible. Oh, okay. What, what you think? Well, try this guitar. Well, maybe you should listen to this Curtis Mayfield album. Okay. Listen to this exact song. Try to redo that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and not, and then I'm like, how does it shape me? You know, I listen to him. Yeah. And the shit work, dog. <laughs> It'd be like, and I'll put the song out and people will say what Dre texts me. 
people would be like, yo, this remind me of Curtis Mayfield. And I'm like, yo. That's why I feel like if there's any, like, mentor or, like, like a sensei yeah. in, in, in music, right. it's Dr. That's Dre. That's the one, right? The peak level. That's definitely yeah. the top. But the I top don't know who else, like, 100. there's, like, you know, Rick Rubin on another side of the yeah, spectrum and then Dr. Sure. Dre on the other side of the spectrum. Absolutely, man. But it's not, like you said, it's yeah. not just him. Um, yeah, Dante I mean, Dante, Ross, like, him, man, himself an- is a crazy another legend. Thing, another thing, man, when I first moved to New York, that's what I'm saying, guys. That's how I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. Because everything that I was doing when I was younger just naturally is what I am now, you yeah. know? So when I first heard Brooklyn Zoo, I was, like, tripping, dog. Like, I was, like, telling her, like, yo, ODB, my favorite person, Without knowing nothing, guys. Like, right. I'm just ODB, my favorite person in Woo. Like, and then I got a tattoo at South by ODB on my hand. Like, I didn't, you know, whatever, not, not knowing anything. Then I want to say, like, 10 years ago, a friend of mine got a job at Warner. And a guy next to him was Dante Ross, was his office. It was, like, 10 years ago. And so I used to go in his office, man, and just play music to him. I did not know who he was, guys. I don't know hip hop, right. so I don't know nothing. I mean, so, he's also a behind the scenes dude. Yeah, so he ain't like, really telling even you if you know, you don't right. necessarily know him. Right. So I just used to play music in his office, talk to him, go, you know, whatever. So we lost contact. I moved to L.A. and man, I just hit him like just, you know, every once in a while, I send him some music, and I was like, man, who you managing these days? And he was like, I'm trying to manage you. I was like, I'm trying to make <laughs> say less, man. So I mean, you know, it's been like I want to say about seven, eight months, and you know, we've been doing a lot, man. And, you know, he he facilitated this New York trip, so I mean, you know, I'm t- super grateful for him. And it it goes on. Ali Shaheed Muhammad, a great a great mentor to me. All with Adrian Young, great mentor to me. I actually introduced them to each other, and they separately are always constantly inspiring me. Mentors. Ian Holder, he's an exec at uh, Sony ATV. He's my mentor. So uh, it's a it's a gumbo of all those people, man, that I that I turn to, not to ask for direction, but to more so like keep me grounded in who I am yeah. as a as a person. Because when I'm at Dre House, man, as I guess from the outside looking in, it probably looked like it's some some big fiasco or some shit. But he from Compton, man. I ain't got to act. What about you? I said, I, my, my cousin always here because I brought him to the house. And it's like, we ain't got to act like nothing. We just being ourselves. And I love that. I think that's hard, man, that, that you ain't got to be all like, you know, some, nah, man, just be yourself, man, and relax. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. Yeah. And I think, I mean, those relationships are always going to be the most, like, important when someone that you've known for, like, 10 years where you're, like, there's just mutual respect as a person, and then you start working together, and it's, like, there's already so much trust and foundation there that it's, like, unspoken. Yeah, for sure. Because Dre has done so much for me, dog. Like, (laughs) like, we don't even be doing music no more, bro. (laughs) Like, I literally just take my kids over there, and we just be chilling, man, like, and it's no, like, yeah. so whenever we do, 
Because people be on me in my DMs and my comments. When a Dr. Dre, is this a Dr. Dre produced song? Oh the Dr. God. Dre, whenever it happens, <laughs> y'all will know, man. Y'all will know, man, for sure. While we have you here, yeah, we'd love for you to sing something for us. Yeah, Freestyle. Gotcha. If you pick at least one song yeah, and just let us know what song you want to pick and, and kind of what that song means. Uh, the first song that come to my head is uh, Never Leave God Behind. That song means everything that we was talking about, about the blues, man. My great-grandmother passed in 2014 as Viola Armstrong, and uh, my family started in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and everybody kind of moved from Shreveport to Houston. It's like a four-hour drive. So my grandmother moved to Houston. She had my mom. My mom had me in Houston. So Shreveport and Houston mean a lot to me. I feel like those places are like God to me, you know? You know, I, I traveled a lot, and I had to realize that I can't leave that behind. No matter wherever I go, I got to... It almost brings full circle the question you had earlier of how do I bring that into my music is, yeah, by never leaving it behind. I always got to have a constant reminder of, you know, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mom, you know, my brother, my uncle, you know, I try to, my cousin here, I try to keep them around, my sons. Yeah, man, I try to keep that all there, man, so you can hear it in the music, so yeah. it's important. What up, y'all? This is C.S. Armstrong. Right now, we about to do Never Leave God Behind. We're going to do it for 997, man. First time, it's going to be incredible. Y'all check it out. Let's go. Cause I'm bringing me down Ain't worth the pain, the pain I feel now I gotta, gotta turn on myself Cause I'm bringing me down Ain't worth the pain, she feel now Oh my I like this part cause it uh It set the mood, you know Yeah, simple says, never leave God behind. You understand better with time, cause folks dropping off like flies. Listen to my granny advice. She said, she said, never leave God behind. You understand better with time, cause folks dropping off like flies, y'all. Listen to my granny advice. Listen. A god is a gangster bitch. Ain't got a question, she gon' ride for shit. A god is a loyal nigga. Ain't got a question, he gon' ride my nigga. Ooh, Lord. A god, everything in between. A god is a gangster lean. Yeah. My granny put me on. But now that I'm grown, I've learned that you never leave God behind. You understand better with time Cause folks dropping off like flies Listen to my granny advice She said never leave God behind You understand better with time Cause folks dropping off like flies Listen to my granny advice Said it's gonna get harder Before it gets any easier Man. Said it's gonna get harder before it gets any easier. Am I right about it? 
So never leave God behind. You understand better with Ooh, you time. understand better with time. Niggas dropping off like flies. Niggas dropping off like flies. Yeah. So never leave God behind. Understand better with time, Niggas I swear. Niggas dropping off like flies. Never leave God behind. Leave God behind. Never leave God behind. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah.